Welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 15. My guest this week is writer and podcaster Jodie J. Sperling and we'll be talking all about marketing and books and all sorts of other stuff as well, so stick around for that. At my desk this week. Well, at my desk this week, it's been a bit of a funny week. The Queen died and she was buried on Monday and I must admit... We did spend the whole of Monday watching the funeral service and, you know, it was quite sad and also touching and a celebration of our life and all that sort of thing. But also it goes a bit deeper. I think for people like me that have just known this one monarch, it goes very deep because it makes you feel quite old, as any death has a want to do. It makes you re-value what you're doing and that you're not wasting any time because time is not infinite, not for any of us. So although she went nice and quickly, which I think is what we all would like, we'd like to have a long life and a short end, I heard somebody say once, we'd all like to, you know, achieve everything that we want to achieve in our life. And so I think it does hone the senses and make you make sure that you're really getting on with what you want to get on with. So work-wise, I've been busy editing my first draft of my sort of science fiction thing. And yeah, I quite like it. It's not too bad. I I think it's quite interesting. My only thought is I think it's going to be really difficult to market because it's a bit dark fantasy and a bit science fiction. And it's not really romantic or anything like that. I think it's interesting in as far as it goes. But I must admit, I'm kind of wondering whether I really shouldn't just write something a little bit more commercial. And I've got several stories up my sleeve and I might well have a little go at that. I did start plotting out a different course of action on a different thing that I've got at the back of my mind. And I don't know, I might just have a little bit of a write of that. Next week I'm away. My husband and I are going to Essex. We hired a little cottage for a week, taking the dog with us. And we're just going to hole up there and generally walk the dog and go to the pub in the evening and that kind of thing. And I quite like it if I've got something new to muck about with on the old laptop. I'll get it up on the Scrivener. I'll take my plotting notes with me. And in the quiet moments when you're sitting around the fire in the afternoon, I might just have a little fiddle with that and see where it takes me. It might not take me anywhere, but it's quite good. And sometimes I think it's quite good for the creative juices to just veer off and, you know, write something else, write something different, write something you hadn't really planned to write. Just for the fun of it, just for the sheer enjoyment of the creativity. So that's that. Art-wise, I'm busy trying to think about which new graphics tablet I'm going to treat myself to. I came into a little bit of money in January and I've decided that there's just the one thing I'd really like. I'd really like a nice fancy graphics tablet. So I'm going to treat myself to that. But of course there's many on the market. Um, I think I've got it narrowed down but I'm I'm kind of looking into that and kind of thinking what exactly I want to do with it and and how much I want to pay I suppose at the end of the day. So yeah so that's good. So I'm looking forward to getting that done. Anyway, so that's me, a bit of editing, fiddling about, thinking about some other stuff and, mm, you know, generally feeling a bit peculiar, really. And I think that's to do with the, the Queen dying. But I think that's to be expected if you're English. It's just one of those weird things. Anyway, happy days, apart from that. So come meet Jodie Sperling. He really is a super, super guy. I think you'll love him. He's got a podcast of his own and I've got the links in the show notes and all that kind of thing. So come on, 
Let's come meet Jodie. So this week on the Words and Pictures podcast, my guest is fellow podcaster Jodie J. Sperling. His podcast is called The Reluctant Marketeer, and I think it's a podcast we could all do with. So have a listen to that, and I'll leave the links in the notes as usual. So hello, Jodie, and thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me, DJ. It was it was really fun to interview you on my show, which um, I don't know which one will come out first, but uh, we've spoken, and it was so great. I, I love what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Well, I love what you're doing, too, because I think marketing is always a really tricky thing. And it's something, you know, I mean, your podcast has just got the perfect name, The Reluctant Marketer, because, by God, we're all reluctant. We quite like the creativity. I like the creativity of the writing and the artwork that I do. Um, I'm getting better at the at the marketing, but, you know, we all could do with improving it. No matter what we're doing, we all want to find a better way to, I don't know, break into the business of writing and actually earning a living from our words so what's your advice then Jody? <laughs> I know you talk a lot about mindset I don't know where you want to start yes. Do you, yeah. let's, let's start about your story how did how did it happen how did you come how did you come to this idea of this podcast yeah so I, I mean I'm going to tell a really truncated version of it because I failed for a long time before I really figured out what my message was and what I could say um, I think the biggest thing is to to let anybody listening know and you I can only speak from authority on what I've actually done and so that's why I talk about mindset because at this point I haven't marketed a book I've been too busy working over the traditional publishing game um, and so all of all of my ideas about how to market are theoretical unless you're looking at the podcast itself. And if you were looking at the podcast itself, I took a show that was getting roughly 60 to 70 downloads a week now to a show that's doing just about 1500 a week. So you, you, yeah, and and it's, it's really a, a slog trying to figure out how to reach people in a way that's unassuming and yet direct. And, uh, that, that has been where the mindset piece comes in is, there are days I wake up and I think I'm so tired of bugging people and I'm tired of feeling like they don't want to hear from me. And I realized that if I could change the way I thought about what I was doing, that people needed to hear from me, that it really made the whole game a lot easier. I don't necessarily like the word game, but also trying to turn this into a bit of a game helps. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you've got to I think you've I think you've got to once you start viewing it not as work but more as play like you did the creativity of the creating of whatever it is you've created that you want to sell, I think then it becomes a better thing. I must say I've been on TikTok recently for the last yeah. month and I've I've really enjoyed that because I find it more creative. It's a lot more creative mm-hmm. than slogging away animas and ads. And I'm getting a little yeah. bit of traction there and I and yeah. I quite enjoy it. And and I do find, you know, there's some humorous stuff and some stuff to kind of keep you going. And it's not such a flat um thing as Twitter or possibly because I've been on Twitter so long it doesn't excite me so much as although I have got a lot of friends on there and I go on there every day still but I do find that the yes once you feel creative about it then I think that's a really big mindset shift definitely Mm. yeah Yeah, and I think really selling the podcast is no different from trying to sell a book you know I I think it's going to really um you know the two things are going to really go together absolutely yeah they absolutely do so, so th- is this your first podcast? 
Jody? Yeah, it is. So I it started out called Create Collaborate, which meant nothing to anybody. I mean, you maybe got the idea that it was a creative show and that there was some version of collaboration going on, but collaborate with what, create what, nobody knew exactly who it was for. And so I did rebrand it to the Reluctant Book Marketer. And that process honestly was just me asking, what am I really out to achieve? And I knew that marketing for me was really tough. I mean, uh, if you were able but to you talk learnt, to my... You learned the first thing in marketing right there. You learned to get your message yes. really clear and get it across because yes. everybody looks yes. at that podcast now and they go, oh my God, I need this, you know, and I think that's yeah. why it's doing so well because it's exactly what people want to learn about, want to listen to people talking about, want to hear people complaining about, Yeah, you know, and, and, and tap into this, the whole slog of it absolutely yeah. yeah so 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 it's the same podcast but it's changed its name along yes. the way yeah absolutely yep. which is why we all need it um i have to ask you this because my um words and pictures who did your logo for you because i think that really works well thank you um surprisingly i did my own logo with the help of my my wife i just i i kind of created it and asked her how she felt about it she's an artist and took art uh, through college so she has a pretty good eye for for color and mixture and everything so um I kind of broke my own rule and and did the the logo myself, which I would tell people generally don't do. <laughs> well, I think as long as you've got somebody who's a bit artistic, then lend yeah. it, then their eye across it. I do my own artwork, all of my own artwork. Yes, um, but I always put put it in front of one of my daughters is an artist, mm-hmm. in, and she's in marketing, and yeah. she just seems to be able to tweak things and do stuff to it. It's kind of the mm-hmm. same thing, but she just gives it a bit of an edge. It's a bit like having your work edited, really. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So you've got some books in the pipeline, Jody. What 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 books are you hoping to get out to us very soon? I hope this book on marketing because we all need it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And um, <laughs> <Went> so, it <laughs> <laughs> yep. It comes it comes out in January. It's called The Seven Figure Marketing Mindset for Novelists. Uh, and Again, I broke my own rule. I did do the cover myself, but I'm really pleased with it. And I think that readers will be as well. Uh, I'm getting kind of the final bits of it ready to upload onto Amazon. I'm self-publishing it. Um, and I'm going to Good. go wide with it as well. So I'm not going to be exclusive to Amazon. I would really like to pester libraries and universities to engage with the book. Uh, and so to do that here in America, I don't know the publishing differences. So I apologize about that. There may be some differences between the UK and the United States, but I have to have it be wide in order to publish it in libraries. And that's a, a big part of my push is I want it to be accessible for free to everybody, but I also want to show people how to sell it. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to price it unreasonably high and I'm going to get out there and sell it and show people that uh, when you have something that people need, uh, you can properly value it. And if you show the value, they will get more worth out of it than they will spend to read it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a, I think it's an absolute choice. You can, you can go wide. I, I went wide um, to start with, with everything, with with my stuff. Um, now I don't do wide for the eBooks. I keep those yeah. on Kindle Unlimited because, well, I like the royalties, so bite me. Yeah. But I'm wide for everything else. I'm wide for the for the print, and I and I also sell. You can buy direct from the author and stuff like that, and that's always a good that's, thing as well. I think you know, get your yeah. website out and get your direct direct sales there because people are buying yeah. more and more from the creator. I think, yeah. and I think that's well worth selling. You know, as as a yeah. thing, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's just a choice, and I think for something like yours, which is nonfiction, I think you have a much better chance going wide. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I de- feel definitely. the same way. 
And I do have a novel, uh, the the Nine Lives of Marva DeLonghi. Apparently, like numbers, <laughs> so I've got the seven figure marketing. You mindset. do, you do. <laughs> the Nine yeah. Lives of Marva DeLonghi, um, and. I am actually telling you this before I've officially told anybody other than my wife, but I am going through the process of uh, self-publishing that book as well. Um, we talked about it on the show that, that we spoke on, but uh, a couple days after I spoke to you, I reached out to my agent and um, I just got this really clear sense that she was not advocating on my behalf anymore. And it was a, a difficult decision um, instead of letting things drag on. I just told her that I was interested in terminating our contract and, um, boy, was that a tough conversation for me, but it felt like the right choice. And I know that uh, good things are coming. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I've exa- done exactly the same thing. I also write as a children's author and uh, my stuff was with an agent and all that kind of thing. And then I just thought this is just going on and on and back and forth. And I just thought, Ever. you know what? I'm done. I- I'm yeah. done. You're very nice people. But I said, you know what? I can get this out now. It's mm-hmm. I'm finished. I'm doing what and I want to do. Here's here's the truth too. I would I would be remiss not to mention this, but the truth is you went through the process of getting an agent, which really verified you were good enough to be out there. Your work was good enough to get through the door. And and then all of the the bureaucracy that is traditional publishing right now is just crazy. And so you've, you verified your writing is good. And that gives you a lot of, of a position of strength to publish by yourself, knowing that it's ready for a reader. Yeah. The other thing is, I think I, I do like the sense of, um, you know, you're your own boss in more ways than one. You're, you're, you're able to write the next thing or whatever the next thing that is. I mean, the thing is with me, I write the very dark mm-hmm. fantasy and then I also write for children. So I'm this, you know, happy, clappy children's author. And then I'm the, you know, the, the grim dark, yeah. bit like Mark Lawrence stuff. <laughs> and so there's these yeah. two things. And a lot of publishers, they don't want that. They either want mm-hmm. me to kill one or kill the other. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, but I can do both of these things. <laughs> You're yeah, just going to have to deal with it. I mean, I do keep it under a different name, but I think mm-hmm. it's the same for you. Like you say, you're you're doing your marketing thing, mm-hmm. you know, your marketing book, the seven, the seven, tell me the name again. Seven again. figure marketing mindset. The seven to, yeah, the seven figure <laughs> mindset novelist book, which is going to be great. And, but you, you're also writing a novel and you can do both yeah. of these things. And I think you're, you're allowed to, and creative people can do a lot of things and we can start a damn podcast yeah. if we want to, <laughs> exactly. even though we haven't got time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I think about that all the we time. Got time I, for this. I, yeah, I, I left, I left the world of a, a, an employed uh, person to, to have my own business. And I realized I write and read less than I used to. That's just yeah. kind of the reality of, of creating uh, this, this platform and this brand. So. Yeah, but but I think it'll go on. You, it, it's it's all about what we put into it, definitely. Yes. Yeah, the more the more you you keep on, and it's about consistency, I think. You know. So, are we allowed to know some brief facts about those seven things that we need to know, or are you keeping it? So into the, the, are you just going to keep it behind the book covers, and we're not going to tell us. Give yeah, us a snippet. Give us a snippet, Jody. We need to I know. Would, I, I would love to. So the the seven figure marketing mindset. I think that a lot of people get stuck on that idea of seven figures. So here in the U.S., that's a uh, million dollars, whatever the equivalent to <laughs> uh, pounds or or uh, is it pounds? Gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't it know. It is money. pounds. Yes, pounds okay, sterling. So, we still have pounds yes, sterling. Yes, very old fashioned. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I don't know what the equivalent is, but I'm really thinking in terms of of more than money. I'm thinking of the people that we can influence. I'm thinking of the impact we can have on the world. So um, doing a million dollars of good to the world, making a million dollars off of our book reaching a million people, all of those things. I want us to be thinking 
bigger numbers, because I think that one of the most limiting truths about authors is that we assume since we were surrounded by family members and friends growing up who are like, I don't read, or, oh, you think you can be a writer? You do know it's hard to write a book, don't you? Um, And all of those things, everybody's pushing you down, tamping you down, trying to crush your ambition. And then when you finally do write a book and you have it out there, they're like, hey, I just want to let you know, okay, insider tip, make your goals manageable. And you're like, what, have you ever sold a book? Have you ever written a book? Have you ever done any of this before? Why are you telling me what to do? I need my goals to be so unmanageable that I don't have any clue how to accomplish it. So when I get up in the morning, I'm running as hard as I can for as long as I can, because I think that's the difference between making it and not. So if you want to know the real secret, I don't necessarily expect everybody who picks up the book to have a million followers by the time they're done reading it or to make a million dollars on their book. I believe everyone can. But I believe that if you make your goals big enough, that you just, it's unfathomable that better things happen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, oh, yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think too many people have this thing that you just got to keep it small. And um, I, I get a lot of, oh, there's a lot of people in the space. Lots of people write books. Yes. Lots of people, there's a lot of people write fantasy books. A lot of people write children's books. A lot of people start podcasts. Yes. You know, well, my podcast has only been out for a minute and it's doing actually quite well. Yes, you know, I exactly. you know, actually quite surprised myself. People have had, had good feedback, and people are here. They're listening. They're going back to the listen to the old issues, and it's it's all good stuff. So I think no, I don't think you should go. Oh, you've got enough to do. That's what I hear. You know, you you've got enough to do. Well, right. have I? I don't yeah. know. I think I could I squeeze I this in. I could mm-hmm. I could do a little bit more. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And I think if you really want something, you'll find time to read the book, listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. You'll fit it into your day. Yeah, because that's what the difference is, you know. You know, if I'm, I know I'm editing at the moment of my next thing, and and I will get it done by the end of the month because I will make sure that I do. You know, yes. otherwise I'm going to lose my editor slot. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, but but you know, do you mean you find the time? And, and um, I think that's the key, the key thing. Um, on your podcast, slightly different note now. On your podcast, Jody, because you've obviously spoke to lots of people, and your podcast is about a year old, year and a half. Yeah, I started in January. I launched five episodes cool. uh, the first week of January. Yeah, so so it's a, it's, it's a bit old, but it's quite a bit older than mine. Uh, although we're both quite young podcasters. Yes, um, yes I'd like are. to think. Although I'm you know, physically <laughs> a lot older than you, but we won't say that. Um, but the thing is, what when you've talked to lots of people, you've talked to authors, and you probably talked to other marketeers. Um, what's the thing that you feel that they've taught you as you've spoken to them, either shifting your mindset or making you you know, have, is there any words of wisdom that they've given you? Yeah. So Apart from I've me, got a, of course, uh, yeah, right. and, <laughs> self-published, and I mean, self-published I'll, I'll should be damned. <laughs> exactly. I'll try, I'll try to leave your wisdom out of it so that people can hear it for the first time on your interview. Um, a little bit of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I know ours was really short. That's my own fault. Um, so what I would say, I've talked to a number of different uh, authors at different stages. I had a conversation with a gentleman named Brad Listy. He's uh, one of the original podcasters, honestly, and he's been running a, a author interview podcast for a long time. His his idea was it's sort of up to the gods or up to fate. And um, he has been doing things for so long that I was really expecting a different perspective. 
Um, but what I learned is, is be careful because uh, any point you limit what you believe can happen, you'll just accept that's the truth and it will, it will create your new reality. I love this show. I listen to it all the time, but I can't listen to his marketing advice. And by the way, he's in the top 1% of all podcasts. He's doing quite well for himself. He just kind of misses how to translate that into book sales. Um, and then I spoke to Stephen James recently. Uh, he's a fairly prominent author across all of his titles. He sold a million copies. Um, and, and what he really talks about is basically over or, or surpass your reader's expectations. And this was, this to me was the most beautiful piece of advice I've gotten in a long time. It really surprised me is he said, write your book for your reader but then surpass their expectations. So if you write a thriller, people expect there to be a car chase. You don't have to put the car chase in, but you have to do something so much better than a car chase that when they get to the end of the book, they realize, oh my gosh, there wasn't a car chase in this book. That was how he described it to me. And I just yeah. thought that is an amazing way to think about writing. How can I do something amazing and then surpass readers' expectations and my own? Because I mean, like we're all in this together. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think that I think that's a I think that's a very good bit of advice. And I think you you're trying to create the very best thing that you can, whether that be the artwork for your books or your your, your writing or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I think you have to apply that to the marketing side of it. I think you have yeah. to try and market it as well as you marketed, as well as you put you have to put as much into the marketing yeah. as you did into the creation. And you have to see both things as creation. That's yeah. what I think. And I'm beginning to really get on board with that rather than think, ah, oh, you know, yeah. this isn't creative. I'm gone. No, actually, you know what? I can do a dance on TikTok. Watch me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or whatever. Oh. I mean, I'm being silly, but seriously, well, you know, it's, do, a, it's a case of, to, yeah, you have, have to get to, out there and do it. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because TikTok's still a place for me. I'm I'm afraid of TikTok. I haven't I haven't cracked that not quite yet. Um, I probably take myself just a little bit too seriously, and it feels weird to um, sing off key or something like that, or use one of those filters that you're running away from, like a, a dinosaur or something. You know, I mean, it just feels so different than I'm used to being. The podcast for me came in a funny way. I started to record an audio book, and then when I kind of got used to that, my daughter showed me how to do the editing because she's a sound engineer and then I thought oh actually I could do a podcast so I started the podcast and the podcast is actually because I just so have to get out here and sell my podcast to people and get people to come on um the TikTok hasn't felt so awful as I thought it would do because I'm used to being on Twitter yeah. where you literally just right retweet people and I might mm -hmm. have a little chat with somebody but it's all quite low-key really isn't it but the TikTok's so much more in your face that it's it's but I, I found I've thought you know what if I can do the podcast it's kind of given me more confidence to do other things already so sometimes it's yeah. a case of jumping out of your comfort zone and then thinking yeah you know what I can do other things yeah I do YouTube shorts um, and that's like the original TikTok where you're limited to 15 seconds. Well, at least I limit myself to 15. I think you can record up to 60 seconds, but that feels more welcoming to me. And I think if I'm being completely honest with you, I'm defying my own rules just for the sake of time with YouTube. I can put it out in the world and let the algorithm reach people. And then if they comment, I can comment back, but I don't have to go out into the YouTube world and find my audience and invite them back to me. Whereas with TikTok, if you put a video out for the most part, unless you're engaging with your, your audience, they don't find you. 
Um, and I think it's gotten even worse uh, recently. Do you experience it differently? Do you are you able to just post and then people? Find I, it? I found I've I've followed people that that are um, obviously writers generally and and readers generally, but I think you can follow readers of the books that you're writing very much. So I don't worry about the children's stuff. I just do it for the dark fantasy. So I kind I kind of go with that, and then I find. Um, I haven't found that. I've I've actually found I've had good engagement with it, um, which has quite surprised me, really, because I thought, A, I'm too old because I'm nearly 60, as you can see, because there's no filters on, on this camera we're sharing. <laughs> Unlike TikTok, I look quite young. <laughs> so I stick the filters on. Who wouldn't? But um, the thing is with it, I, I've, been, I've been surprised, I have to say, because I thought, oh, I really don't want to be doing this. This is really out of my comfort zone and I'm too old and, you know, old people don't go on it. But actually, I found a good mix of people on there. And there's a lot of people in the book talk um, really niche, is. if you like, yeah. or niche, as you say, don't you? Did you say <laughs> niche I, I or niche? Say, I do say niche, yes. I you say, say niche. It. You say niche in America. We say niche in, in England. Yeah. So whichever part, whether you're in a niche or a niche, um, I've, I've actually found it quite well. And I think it's a case of actively following people that you feel are, yeah. you know, that, that, that would benefit from what you've got to sell. And then, yes. and then, just going for it and selling, you know, getting your book up there and, and all the podcast or whatever it is you're doing and just telling them about it and showing them what you do and um, make it short. Yeah. I think long monologues don't work. Yep. I found if I, if I put a long thing on, it'll sit there for ages and it'll get some covers over time. But if I put something short, 15 minutes, here's three yeah. things you want to do. You know, right. I've got a podcast. This is my guest this week and it comes out on a Monday. Bye. You know, yes. and that that works. It's like the short, sharp shock, and it makes you kind of hone your message down. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that do a lot of what I call talking heads or the chatting, 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 like I'm doing now. And uh, I don't think that works as well. I think you've got to, yeah. and lots of visual things. You know, I think the visual side of things. Um, I've gone into Canva so that I can make mm. more Canvas tropey fun. videos yeah. for the selling of the work. You know, now, so no, I haven't found that, but I'm probably probably. I don't know whether it's a great place to sell a podcast, but I do think when you've got your books out, I think you'll find that that'll be the place for it. And also, as we've spoken yeah. of before, really, it's a case of starting to sell the book now before it's even out. It's, you know, a lot of people wait and think, oh, it's not out yet. I don't need to market yet. No, right yeah. now, right now, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So I, I believe <laughs> I believe that you and I met through Twitter. I think I, I reached out to you uh, directly in your messages, which is supposed to be a no-no, but I think that would probably be a case of do it right and it's probably welcome. Um, and that's I think I think asking people is a really important piece of of the puzzle. Is there a way that I can actually ask you? Because too many people think that awareness is marketing. It's not. You have to figure out creative ways to ask people and actually engage with them. And I think that there are, are really efficient ways to do it. Like on TikTok, hey, my book is out. Will you buy it? Is yeah. so much better than, hey, I just published my book. It's available on Amazon. The, the wording is so different because people really literally engage with those two things differently. Now they're aware of your book. Now they've been asked to buy your book. And I think that makes a massive difference. I do too. I want to hit on this because this, I think is important for anybody thinking about marketing. There are different platforms for a reason. My entire podcast growth is 
from Twitter. I have not grown it anywhere else. I'm on the other social medias, but I'm not even I'm not even on like topic on those other social medias for the most part, like a little teeny bit of passive marketing or awareness, but I don't ask anybody to consume my podcast outside of Twitter. And Twitter for me is a beautiful universe. It's a wonderful place that I just, for whatever reason I got, it loves me, I love it. And anybody who's trying to market their book, when you figure out your niche, <laughs> you <laughs> dive headlong into it. You don't have to run seven trains at one time. You can be on one train and get where you're going. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I think I think they say do one one social media well, don't they? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm not sure about that. You see, I, I think I think cast your net wide. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a great. wide a wide caster. Mm-hmm. So I, I do what I tend to do is I tend to put a, a TikTok on in the morning. That's my first mm. thing. I wake up in the morning. I think, right, what's what am I going to do? And I put something short on usually, and then um, I th- I throw it into Instagram, and then from Instagram I bounce it into Twitter. Mm, okay. And then and then from from the Instagram it also goes on to Facebook, and I'm not really around on Facebook, but my stuff's up there, so it goes into yeah. four places, and I think it also goes into LinkedIn. So five places yeah. it goes to. So so I make one thing great. and I throw it four ways. And yeah. two of the ways I don't interact with it at all. It just goes out there and goes it does what it does. But I still think people see your stuff. And I think mm-hmm. the more times they keep seeing the book covers and they see it again and they see it again. And how many times they say you've got to see it seven times right. before you buy it or and something. Just, so that, that just keeps going up too. Every time they, they yeah. used to say you have to, to have seven quality interactions. Now they're starting to say you have to spend seven hours with people to get them to buy. And <laughs> there's all these odd rules. And like, I, I think that people are slowly admitting that it's a lot harder to do this than uh, they want to let on. I, I was sort of seduced into a boot camp type of thing for, for money to learn how to podcast. Um, and the way that they got me was they were like, Hey, for 15 minutes a day, you can change everything. Um, and because it was such a small time commitment, I thought, oh, that'll be great. And unfortunately, nothing can be accomplished in 15 minutes a day except for a waste of 15 minutes. Yes. No, absolutely. I think I think you've you've got to you've got to keep on with it. Yeah, yeah. It takes more than 15 minutes. It takes you can do something 15 minutes four times a day, an hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. think you I know, think I think so I think yeah. that's the little thing. Lots of sharp little things that go through yes. all through the day. Having said that, that I bounce my my adverts through one social media and throw them out the same thing. But I still think it's valuable at least each day to concentrate on one platform. So I'll do TikTok every day, but on each consecutive day i will do twitter and i'll get on then you'll see that i'm on there and i'm retweeting and i'm having a little joke about and i'll put something specific for that for that platform and then i'll do the same for instagram so i'll use those three more than the others but i don't bother with facebook um all the other thing but yeah i think mm, i think it's i think it's very tricky i think when you're selling fiction i think um many people you know there's a lot of talk about uh, this is your audience, blah, blah, blah. But then I look at myself and I think, well, I read all sorts of things. I read poetry. I read fantasy. I read a bit of smut. I read kids stuff because I'm a kid's author. I read nonfiction. I read, I read thrillers. I read a little bit of romance. You know, I read fantasy. I read dark fantasy. You know, and it goes on and on my list. And I think a lot of people are actually like me. They are, they are whale. They read very widely because, because yeah. they do, and I th- so I don't think you can 
always believe that you're just going to find this group of readers that like your stuff. I think you've got to think actually a lot of people could like my stuff. That's kind of my mindset. I think many people would like this, so I'm going to throw it as wide as I can and see what sticks for right or wrong, you know? Yeah, there's something fascinating about what you're saying because I think that it's true. I think we're a little bit at different spots than maybe some of the people who are earlier on in their career. It's invaluable to, uh, we started this conversation saying create collaborate was for nobody because it was too wide. Um, the reluctant book marketers for a very specific person. But if you were to look at my reviews on Apple podcasts right now, some of the most recent ones say great advice for book marketing, but honestly, you can apply this information to any part of your life to learn how to just like get yourself out there and be more comfortable engaging. And that's, that's the secret is that I, I find my, my niche audience and I speak to them and they become then like a microphone for me. They shout out to the world, Hey, there's this thing, but now I have people listening to my show every episode who don't write books. So that's kind of an interesting trick. And I think you're right in that it's a really good feeling if someone reads your novel or your manuscript and they say, Oh, I'm not usually a reader, but I couldn't put this thing down. I don't usually read books, but I could not put this down. You know, that that's the power of what you're saying. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I read almost all genres. I've read I don't think there's anything I haven't tried. No, exactly, because I, I think a lot of people do do that. And I, and I, have, yeah. I have people say to me, you know, I, I don't normally read dark fantasy, but they read that and they liked it, right. and on they go. And I think that's, you know, that's a good thing. But I think it's interesting, like you say, how, you know, one piece of creativity or marketing, you know, and then you, you get some feedback. And, you know, for myself sitting here, I think, you know, you could write a book about um for confidence for people for confidence because a lot of marketing is about having confidence to say you know I'm okay I did this and you're going to like it and you know I'm worthy and I think that's I think that's an important thing and 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 I think that's what you're selling you're selling you're selling the confidence to do it as much as the how-to I think so perhaps that's book number two (laughs) how to how to how to feel confident and you know get out there and do what you want yeah yeah, there's something I, I said it already, and I'm happy to say it again. The mindset piece is where you win or lose this. If you if you choose to believe that you can do something crazy big, um, really cool things happen. You work harder for things that seem impossible than you do for things that are manageable. When I make a manageable weight loss goal for myself, I almost never start to lose weight. But when I'm like, hey, I'm going to lose 60 pounds, like you don't have 60 pounds to lose. And I'm like, I'll show you. All of a sudden, it's really exciting because it's too big of a goal to possibly uh, achieve. And I'm not a doctor or giving health advice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you don't look like you need to lose any weight. <laughs> just an example. And trust me, I do. <laughs> um, well, we're all just here from the neck up. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, I saw, I saw a podcaster in the flesh um, a couple of months back, and I was quite surprised to see how, how bad shape she was. Because <laughs> I just used to, because she has his, his uh, and I've just seen this author head and yes. shoulders and I thought oh no. yeah. I mean she was fine she was a beautiful woman but I just I was just I surprised at her body, at her right. body shape. I'm actually understand. terribly slim from the neck down <laughs> 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 yeah it's uh, well it's all about our self-perception the whole thing of yes. it isn't it absolutely yeah yeah exactly it's, it's it's having having the guts to just believe in yourself a little bit and um believe that you can do a lot more than than the general hoi polloi will tell you that they that they think yeah. you can do yeah absolutely ah right so so what do you think jody is 
the first bit of advice every author needs to know about book marketing? What's what's the what's what's your your little nugget of information that we all need to take away on the last five minutes here? What do you think? Yeah. So I, I would want everybody to know very first, make sure the book is absolutely as good as you can get it. Have it professionally edited, get professional cover design, make sure that it's gone through the gauntlet because you don't want to be like a colander uh, when you go out to market where you sell the book, but people are like, oh, there's typos. Oh, that's uh, bad grammar. And they put it down and don't recommend it to anybody. When you start marketing, I really do believe, I, I know that we talked about the secret is you can go wide, but I would say, who is your favorite author that writes similarly to what you published? Go find that author's following and start engaging with those people, not the author and not other writers. Don't engage with other writers. Writers do buy books. We all read, but you want to engage with readers. So find that author, whether it's on Twitter, TikTok, wherever they are, they have followers. Talk to those followers, engage with them, build relationships. And honestly, as much as you want to sell the book right now, you should be doing this a long time before publishing anyways, but don't ask them to buy anything yet. Build trust with them as best as you can. Build trust with them so that they're familiar with you. And then when you come and you say, will you buy my book? I noticed that you're a follower of, uh, I mentioned Stephen James earlier. So I think you're really going to love this book, The Oath, because it's a, a, a Christian thriller with some magical elements, just like Stephen James writes. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, that does sound like exactly the kind of book I'd love to read. You just, you create higher opportunity for success when you do that. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. And I think, like you say, get started early. Yeah, Absolutely. Early. Yeah, yeah. I've got a dear friend who's who's writing now, and I'm always like, get on the social, do the thing. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you know. But, to sell yet, and you're like, you, you sell yourself. Yeah, sell you. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Well, Jody, here we are. We're, we're timing down here. Is anything I haven't asked you that you want me to slot in? Anything you want to throw out there into the into the ether here? <laughs> I love I love to talk, so I'm sure I could say more. But I, I feel like we've had a really good productive conversation, and uh, I just want to thank you personally for the opportunity to speak to your audience. Um, there is one show that I think uh, I've practically done this. If you're really interested in building on Twitter specifically, I have an episode of my podcast called Zero to 2500, or excuse me, Zero to 2000 in 25 Days. Um, somebody can build uh, Twitter really quickly by following the exact steps that I lay out there, um, and anybody can do it. So it's really reproducible as long as Twitter is in its current form. Yes, that's it. Well, this is the trouble, isn't it, with all these social media things? We think we learn the platform and then, hey-ho, they They'll change, change it a little bit, just enough to, yeah, absolutely. Yes, because Twitter, I remember I was I was off it for a little while a few yeah. years ago. And when I came back, I thought, oh, they'd kind of changed the face of it and the thing. And, uh, and I sort of felt like I didn't belong anymore. But, you know, you get back into it. And I think you just need to be on there and be a part of it. I think that's a lot of it. You know, you've yeah. got to get out there. Yeah. Well, Jody, thanks for coming on the Words and Pictures podcast. It's been great talking to you again. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, well, no doubt we will see each other across the airways and perhaps we'll get back together in the future and see where we got to. It was great to talk to Jody J. Sperling about his, his writing and his book marketing. And I think book marketing is something that we all need to, you know, grasp with both hands if we're going to sell any work especially in today's saturated market with so much social media out there. Any tips we can get, they're always helpful. So do listen to his podcast, The Reluctant Marketer. Well, so well named as we spoke about. 
And I think you'll find lots of tips in there. I've been listening to it myself and it's really useful. And I think you can find The Reluctant Marketer across all the usual podcast apps. And I think there's um, links on his bio if you find him on Twitter and that kind of thing as well. Okay, so, um, well, first of all, I must also apologise for some strange noises in the background because I live really near the sea. And at this time of year, the seagulls make an awful lot of noise. And I think it's because the young ones have left the nest and the young birds are flying after their parents, making lots of teenagery screechy noises. And <laughs> it does sound pretty awful. So if it does sound like somebody's being murdered in the background, I do apologise. And it really is not as sinister as it sounds. Okay, next week then. Well, next week on the Words and Pictures podcast, I have an editor, a freelance editor, and her name is Anna Sharples. Obviously, we'll be talking about all things editing. And she'll be answering some questions that people have put to me across social media, and I'll be asking those on your behalf. And uh, it really was an interesting chat. She gives us some writing advice, tells us about the reoccurring mistakes that a lot of writers make. And the sort of process that we need to go to before we actually give our work to an editor. And of course, how to find the right editor for your work. And she'll also be explaining the different types of editing that you can get and that is available from both her and editors generally. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. You know, even if you're that stage of the writing is quite a long way off, it's good to be armed with this knowledge. So stick around and listen for Anna Sharples next week. Um... What else? Yes. So if you're listening to this across uh, from picking the app up on my website or through social media, that's great. And I'm glad you're here. But do see if you can find it and like it and follow it across the other places you can find the your podcasts. It should be available on Apple and Google and all those other places. And, you know, let me know and um, make some comments. It's always great to hear from you. All in all, it's all going very well. Okay, right. That's me done for another day. Um, It's lovely to have you along. Thank you for listening to the Words and Pictures podcast. Until next time. Bye bye.